Welcome to the Queendom Podcast, ladies. I am so excited to talk about this topic because it was something that I already wanted to talk about, but then I had a conversation with the beautiful queen earlier today, and I was like, oh yeah, boom, boom, pow. This is exactly what I got to talk about today, okay? Okay? So we're definitely going to dive deep. Might come for your heart a little bit. Love you, though, so we'll dive straight in. Before I get started, though, if you've never been here before, my name is Coach G, and welcome to the Queendom Podcast. I am a women's health and fitness coach. I literally help all my queens lose weight, gain confidence, and make time for them to do everything they need to do to become the best version of them. So today we're going to talk about what I would call the this scale, the spectrum of being accountable versus giving versus giving yourself grace. Right. I definitely believe there's a place for both, even at the same time. Right. Because life happens, stuff happens. Right. We can't always make it to the gym. We can't always meal prep this particular day that we plan to. We can't always, you know, make time to do the things that we intended to when we made in time. But other people want to monopolize our time and, you know, all those other things. Right. So I totally, totally understand. There's a form of being too accountable and there's a form of being too graceful to yourself. And I wanted to talk about this because a lot of women go through this where you are going through your journey, you're starting your journey, you think you're doing okay, um, but then you start to psych yourself out because you realize you made some mistakes or maybe you're not seeing the results that you want at the time that you want. And so you're like, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Am I literally like, not doing anything right am I not consistent at all or like the one time that you didn't go to the gym because maybe the kids took up all your time and you're like damn I'm just not gonna lose weight I'm not gonna succeed or the one time that you decided to get a little extra donut instead of you know the other options you could have had because you didn't plan for your breakfast you're like dang I'm a terrible person I'm never gonna win that right that right there is being too accountable too too accountable right yes realize that you could have planned your morning better so you wouldn't feel the need to rush to donut shop on your way to work to get something to eat because you didn't eat breakfast but also again stuff happens especially if you got kids especially if you got other people to take care of you know those other people can take your time and Stuff happens. I know for me, I'd be falling asleep like without my mind telling me like my eyes just closed and I don't plan for them to close and I wake up the next morning like, damn, I ain't prep at all, you know? So I understand things happen, right? But we have to understand where we fall into this spectrum and how we can improve, right? So not many women fall into being too graceful to themselves. Um, You might end up being too grateful to yourself as a form of being too accountable in the sense like, oh, I'm doing so bad. I don't want to limit myself to a time. I don't want to limit myself to a weight. Um, But because of that, I'm going to just pause and not do anything because I don't want to psych myself out in the form of giving yourself grace. And you end up just not doing anything and therefore not seeing results. Therefore, you end up just continuously staying where you're at. And that's not where you want to be because that's not giving yourself grace. That's really just staying where you're at and you're failing okay 
Um, and that's not what we want to do. And so when we go to being too accountable, we end up realizing what I've realized is that a lot of women are not as much so accountable that they're accountable. They're just so accountable that they're afraid. Right. And what do I mean by that? I mean, like you're so afraid of the certain things I'm going to mention in a minute that instead of actually just addressing it and figuring out how to make it work for you, you just shut down and you're like, nah, can't. Mm -mm. Too much. Nope. And just shut down. Right. Trust me. I know exactly how you feel. I struggled with it today. So I totally understand what you feel. When you think about what you're afraid of, are you afraid of failing? Right. Are you afraid of Maybe one day, you know, you put out on the, you put in all the work, you're eating all that you're supposed to do. You're working out all that you're supposed to work out. You're just not seeing it. And then you don't want to face the reality of possibly realizing that this is just how you're meant to be. Like you're made to be fat. You're made to be big. You're just made to be overweight. You're made to be unhealthy. Like that's just what your genetics gave you. Point blank period. Right. That's number one. Point number two, you're afraid of numbers slash the time it'll take afraid of the scale you're afraid of counting your calories you're afraid of giving yourself a time limit and not being able to meet that time limit right um that kind of goes back to that failure part and the time but you know you're afraid of numbers that's number two um number three is not actually a fear but is actually the foundation as to why you're not seeing results in the first place that psychs you out which is they're not doing the right things. It may feel right because it's different than what you've been doing, but that doesn't mean that's right, right? Okay. So now that we've tackled that those are the three things, find out which one you are in, and I'm going to tackle each one bit by bit, okay? So whichever one you fall into, whether it's failing, whether it's numbers, whether you're just doing the wrong thing, you can fit into all of them. You can fit into just one. It's totally up to you, but be real with yourself, right? Let's Let's be honest. Where do we fall on this scale? Which one of these are you? And as I address these, think about when have you had these thoughts? Why haven't you had some of these thoughts? How come I didn't do this? And understand that in the future, this is probably how I should address it, right? I'll also be giving some examples as to how you can apply these things. Dropping questions and I will reply to them as soon as I possibly can. So talking about number one, your fear of failing. Now this one is pretty much very simple, straightforward for the women who are afraid of failing, for the women who are afraid of not meeting a certain deadline. I would lovingly, lovingly say you've already failed. You have already failed because you quit. You already failed because you're so afraid of failing that you just stop. So not only do you just have no chance of failing because you stopped, you also have no chance of succeeding. So you already failed because you quit. You're not going to fail because you try. You're not going to fail because you're doing different things. You're going to fail because you quit, which is what you already done. But it's okay because we can just hop right back in the game, baby. Okay. Just because you stop, don't mean we can't start up again, right? We've done it before. We can do it again, right? And so my question to you is why is failing an option, right? Like, why is it okay for you to fail? After you start to think like, okay, coach, but like give myself grace. That happens. Da, 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 da. Yes, stuff happens. Yes, things don't always go as planned. Yes, we slip up sometimes, right? But that doesn't mean that you failed. It doesn't mean that you failed because you chose to eat a donut one day. 
It doesn't mean that you failed because you decided you wanted to lose 30 pounds in a month and you didn't reach that. First of all, ma'am, that is unhealthy and I would like to say impossible, but it's obviously not impossible because people have done it, but they suffer, right? It is not healthy. And so because you didn't reach an unnecessary goal, you're thinking I failed. And that's not the case. Man, you set a goal that you knew you couldn't reach. So why set goals that you know you can't reach? So one thing that I teach all my queens is how to set goals, right? How do we have smart goals? And one thing that I talk about in there is the fact that a lot of women only have one goal and really you should have three. I'm going to skip through this really quickly. And if you want more information, book a call and we can talk about it and get you into a program and you can learn about it too, right? We talk about three goals you're supposed to have. You're supposed to have a physical goal, which is the one that you, every woman has. I want to lose this much weight. Boom, boom, boom. I want to look like this, right? Then we should have a general health goal. That general health goal should be things that do pertain to your health, but not your weight. So things like, I want to have more energy. I want to have better vaginal health. I want to lower my hypertension, those things like that. Um, and then we should have a personal growth slash mindset goal. Things like I want to be um, more, I want to be better at time management, right? I want to um, be better at routine. I want to create routines. I want to be more confident. I want to be less afraid. I want to be able to set boundaries, all these things, right? So you need to have th these three goals and they all need to be in the form of SMART goals. And once you do those, you will be set. And so if you do goals like that, there's no, there's no reason you would fail. That and your mindset, which we'll touch on in a minute. But one thing that, I, that me and my queens, we had this mantra in our queendom that we say there's like, it's not if we make it, it's when we make it. You make the decision of whether or not you will succeed. And that is why I started this section by saying you've already failed by quitting because you already made the decision that failure is an option. But once you make the decision that failure is not an option, baby, you will succeed. Point blank, period. You will see the results that you need to see. Will, you, will it go all smooth sailing? No. Will it all be easy? No. There will be hurdles. There will be difficulties. There will be slip-ups. We are human. It is bound to happen. Like literally one of my queens the other day, I think even today she said to me, she's like, girl, I'm trying to go to Olive Garden. I was like, make a healthy, I'll like make a high protein version at home. And she was like, how? And I told her how. And she was like, oh, okay, but I'm out and about. I can go on Chipotle. Get Chipotle. You, that fine? Chipotle is a lot healthier than we give them credit for. And I'd rather you get Chipotle than McDonald's. Is going to happen. But we got to make the decision that no matter what happens, we are going to succeed. We have to be tenacious enough to look the devil in the face, to look at our challenges in the face, to look at our insecurities in the face and be like, you know what? That's cute. You tried it, but not today. Right. And when you make the decision that you are going to succeed anyway, all these insecurities, all these challenges, all these slip ups are a lot smaller than what we actually make them to be. Because currently you make them so big, it's so overwhelming. You're like, dang, I'm never going to succeed. This is so overwhelming. I can't, right? 
But that's not the case. You should have the mindset that no matter what, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to bring down my hypertension. I'm going to be better at time management. I'm going to succeed at whatever goal I set for myself. And I'm going to achieve it. Plumbing period. And no one and nothing going to stop me. Okay. I'm telling you, once you make a decision in your brain, baby, you will succeed. So stop being afraid of failing because it's not going to happen. And as long as you're doing something, you're not failing. You might slip up. Things might come up, but you're not failing. You're only failing if you quit. Pull me here. Now, for the ladies who are afraid of numbers, afraid of the scales, afraid of calories and things like that. I've said this before and I will lovingly and happily say it again. It is just a number. I know, I know it seems very like, you know, unempathetic, but what I tell you, we as humans make things a lot more complicated and a lot bigger than what they really are. Do you understand that numbers are an inanimate object? And I'm saying this out of love. I'm not trying to make you feel stupid. I'm literally telling you, they are an inanimate object. I'm like, think about it. I can sometimes be afraid of the dark. The dark is an inanimate thing. It is literally whatever. Whatever I believe may be in the dark comes straight from my brain out of my imagination because it's wild. And some of y'all might be like, girl, are you afraid of the dark? Girl, we're too old for that. Like, come on. Why do you think I got all these lights everywhere? <laughs> but it's like, for what? Why are you afraid of the dark? It's just the dark. It's not going to do nothing to you. Right. Exactly. Same thing when it comes to numbers. It is just a number. The dark doesn't do anything good for me, nor does it do anything bad for me. But numbers actually provide so much and could. If you would just take it out of your brain that, that this number means that you're a bad person, that you're a failure, that you are this, you would succeed so much. Your weight just tells you how heavy you are. It does not say what is heavy. If you know you're big, if you know you're fat, it's good to know. And you're looking at the scale and it says so, right? Point by period. It's just letting you know that this is a number that equals your reality. That's just your reality. If you don't like it, change it. Say what calorie. Your calorie count is going to tell you that, hey, I have to eat probably 1,600 calories today. And out of the 1,600 calories, I probably got to eat about 100 grams of protein. Damn, that is scary. But it doesn't have to be. Because for a lot of y'all, it's really just wanting to be healthier and wanting to live a better lifestyle. So calorie counting is just a guideline for you to look at when you are looking to eat and manage your food. People like power lifters, bodybuilders are way more constricted to those numbers than you ever will be. So don't be afraid and be like, I have to meet this number every single day, right? It'd be great if you hit that number. Let's throw a whole party if you do. Please let's throw a whole party. Tell, tell girls, be like, screenshot it. Be like, girl, look, I didn't hit my 1,500 calories and I had 8 grand protein. Boom, pow, boom. Look at me. As you should. But it's not, the goal isn't to hit that number every day. The goal is for you to get closer and closer and closer every day. The goal is for you to do better and better and better every single day. 
and you are not going to hit that goal today. You just started. You just started. Like you're not going to be great at it on day one. It took me over a year to consistently hit my calorie goals, my nutrition goals. Some of those reasons are because I chose some days to purposely fail. I was like, bro, I don't, I don't care today. I just, I don't want, I want a cheesecake. I want a pint of ice cream. I want Mickey D's. I want Popeye. I want my pizza. I don't care. But I understood what that came with. And that meant postponing my success. But I hopped back on. I made sure to focus on being better than I was the day before. And now... I don't even need to actually count my calories because I mentally can look at it and be like, oh, this is about this many calories. This is about this much matter of protein. And you read labels. Ha ha, hint, hint, read some labels. Like it'll tell you exactly what you need to know, right? And so if you literally just take it out of your brain that you need to hit these goals every single day and understand that the power is not in the number, the power is solely in you. You know why? Because this number is only calculated by the numbers you provided it. It is only based on your height, weight, age, and level of activity. No, your age and your height, can't really consult. But your weight and your level of activity, which is the most important factor when it comes to your calories, you most definitely can. But if you don't like that number, Honey, work out three times a week and lose some weight. And that number will change. So will the number on the scale, depending on other factors. But we can go into that a different day, right? So if you're afraid of numbers, that will spiel was for you. Don't be afraid of them. They're just telling you what you need to know and what you need to do to get better. They're not saying anything bad about you. You are saying something bad about you. And that's a different topic for a different day, right? And then the last thing that tends to just be something that I think is very, very frustrating as a coach and watching other women go through it is that you are probably not even doing everything that you need to do and you think you are. So it makes it even more frustrating because you're not seeing results. You know, like what's going on, right? So I'm going to give you about three to four things that are pretty standard to help you be able to reach your goal and be consistent in it and be able to, you know, see some results. Be consistent in these things and you will see some results. You want more help, book a call, click the link below, message me and we'll figure something out, okay? So, uh, step one, strength train three times a week at minimum. You have to strength, strength train at least three times a week. It could be 30 minutes, it could be an hour, Either way, at minimum three times a week. And there are so many forms of strength training. My personal favorite is weightlifting, but there's so many forms of it. There's Pilates, there's weightlifting, there's HIIT workouts. There's so many different ways. Find the one that works best for you and incorporate that at minimum three times a week. Then do some form of cardio two to five times a week. The easiest form of cardio that anyone can do anywhere is walk. Walk for at least 30 minutes, two to five times a week. So, so far, you got to strength train three times a week and walk or any form of cardio, really. But walking is like the most accessible for anyone, no matter where you're at. 
Um, so walking or any form of cardio two to five times a week for at least 30 minutes, minimizing your portions, right? Decreasing the amount of calories that you eat, but increasing your amount of protein, right? It's not just how much you're eating, but how much of what are you eating, right? Um, and last but not least is make time for you. Make time for you. You could work out. You could plan a walk. You could even eat better. But if you are stressed, if you are overwhelmed, nine times out of ten, you're not going to be consistent. Your cortisol levels are going to be so high, you're not going to lose weight anyway. And you just need to take care of you. I'm telling y'all, the most results for me and the queens I've had, I've had and have, come from the ones who not only learn to train their body, but learn to train their mind, okay? Like, we have a mindset journal that they're able to have the affirmations. They're able to figure out why they have the insecurities they have. They're able to make routines. And they train their brain so much, they're not afraid to ask for more. Like, literally, one of my queens, Lydia Afghan, she was like, hey, girl, like this digital, like, version of this is cute or whatever but I really like handheld kind of things like is there something we can do about that and guess what not even a month later it is available on Amazon for print because if you want something close mouth don't get fed ask if you really don't know ask you are way more valuable than anything anyone in your life to you I am no value to those around me, if I am burnt out, stressed, and useless. My boyfriend refuses, almost refuses. He won't say this out loud, but he almost refuses to talk to me if I'm in a bad mood. Because he's like, I'm not going to be to her. I'm not really trying to hear all that. I'm going to just sit here. <laughs> you know, which makes sense. Nobody wants to be around somebody who's stressed and irritated. And I know I'm not pleasant when I'm stressed and irritated. I could be as good as a girlfriend as I want to be, but if I'm always stressed and irritated, that is not good. That's not good for you. That's not good for your significant other. That's not good for your kids. That's not good for your coworkers. That's really not good for your boss. You're probably not executing your job well. You know why? Because you have not made time for you. So it doesn't matter if you're doing all these things for other people, but if you're doing it with the heart and exhaustion that you have, and you're not taking care of you, what do they say on the airplane every time you go flying? Put the, the mask on you first before you put it on anyone else. You know why? Because you can't help somebody else breathe and you can't breathe yourself. Girl, learn to breathe. <laughs> learn to put your own mask on. Put on your mask. Pour into your cup first before you pour into others, okay? You can't pour out of an empty cup. It looks weird. I hope that helped y'all. Um, I'm very, very glad I was able to help with this. If you have any questions, do not be afraid to hit me up. DM me on Instagram at Co. Email me. Check all the links below. I really, really would love to help you and talk to all of y'all. Let me know if there's anything else y'all would love for, love for me to talk about. And I will see y'all next week.